Have you heard about some really effective earplugs or maybe a sleep mask and wonder if this is something you perhaps should be using to sleep easier? Well, if so, this episode is for you. I've been, uh, actually, this is, uh, there's some concepts here that, that have been on mind for a long time. So I'm really excited about a chance to get to share them with you. So glad that you are back here. And by the way, if this is the first time you're ever here, if this is the first video you, you ever clicked on on our channel and you're looking for someone to like review earplugs or sleep masks or things like that, then this is not the place. You'll, you'll, you'll find those reviews elsewhere. But if you're willing to take the deeper look and if you've had some struggles with sleep, then for sure stay here. I think there's definitely something to be learned here that can be really helpful. So again, the questions I, I very often get are, are uh, in this vein. There's something like this, like just like the should I wear earplugs? What do you think on earplugs? Or, or what are your thoughts on uh, sleep masks? You know, sleep mask. Uh, which is kind of just a blocks out all, all you know all, all all light or blue blocking glasses well uh similar thoughts actually on all these topics and and that's what we're going to go over today and we have well, sort of like this class is in three three sections if you will one we're going to talk about sleep disruption from light and sound and then number two we're going to talk about what we are truly trying to block and that part is the one i'm you know been really looking forward to share with you some teaching there and then number three, unblocking and sleeping well. So yeah, starting at the top, sleep disruption from light and sound. Uh, is this something that can happen? Is it is it true that depending on you know our environments, we may or may not have some trouble sleeping? It is true. It is of course true that, for example, sound and light can have some impact on how we sleep. Uh, a new speaker, if the minaret that you know in the mosque nearby us installs a new speaker system that's really really loud that can disrupt our sleep. And I'm mentioning that just because that happened to, to somebody in, in our community. If you want to learn more about like uh, sound, uh, no, noise and sleep and a real journey that came from that, check out uh, Joe. I, I think it's talking song number 37, but if you just Google like talking insomnia with Claire Weeks, something like that, you'll find it. But anyway, really nice episode, that one. That happened to, to Joe. And uh, so, uh, you know, that a new speaker system can disrupt our sleep for sure. A snoring husband can do that. Street noise can disrupt our sleep. Um, and it's simply because, you know, when, when something is, when there's a lot of like strong, like auditory input, that signals to the brain that there's something going on, something you may be aware of. It creates some of that hyper arousal, some vigilance, like what's going on, what's all this noise about. So, so that can disrupt our sleep. Hyper arousal from there, and and so can bright light. If there's some some really really strong light, kind of like that input to our eyes, uh, may signal to our brain like, oh, there's something going on. You should be aware of that. That can disrupt our sleep. But here comes the but: uh, sound or light cannot create what we call insomnia or like ongoing sleep struggles because, you know, by nature, if we have some type of like sleep disruption, like uh, you know, a sound, and that sound isn't there for any reason then we would just automatically have no struggle with sleeping, right? That the, the sound cannot cause an ongoing self-sustaining uh, struggle. Only really the fear of not sleeping has that property. Like when we are actually afraid of being awake, this can become a self-sustaining loop because the, the more worked up, the more scared we become, the more alert we become. That's part of like the safety mechanism of fear is alertness and vigilance. And we're if we're afraid of that vigilance, 
then we can become more scared more alert, more scared, more alert. And, and now we have like this fear wakefulness type loop that we call insomnia. So this is the, the, the background here and some difference between sleep disruption that can come from light and sound, which is entirely different from insomnia that comes from, from fear and fear of not sleeping to be precise. Now, number two, what are we actually trying to block when we use earplugs or a sleep mask in the context of insomnia? Here's the thing. Being awake wouldn't bother us unless we try to escape a fear that can come with it. Uh, now, this is the kind of a, sound like a complicated sentence, but let's break it down. So if we are awake at night without being scared of being awake at night, it doesn't bother us. Then we're just awake. But even that, like being afraid of not sleeping alone isn't sufficient to have insomnia. If we're just awake and we're scared of being awake, but we don't do anything about it, then, you know, the fear would, it, it would fade by itself because uh, fear is just a, it's a communication. It's the brain going like, oh, maybe you should be worried about this. Maybe this is something I should do. But if we don't do anything about it, eventually the brain sees like, oh, there's nothing going on. We don't actually need fear. It was, it was you know, we acknowledged the fear. We felt it, but we didn't try to stop it then it fades away. So really insomnia requires not only us being afraid of being awake at night, but to try to stop the fear, to say like, I don't want to feel this way. You know, it, it, insomnia requires effort. It's because it's only when we are trying to stop an emotion that it becomes sustained, you know, quote unquote by itself, the, the effort sustains it by itself. What, what I mean here is that of course, if if there's an external threat that is present all the time, we may be scared all the time, right? But when it comes to the internal struggles, the fear would not be sustained unless we try to get away from it. Effort is required for fear to be ongoing and for insomnia to be ongoing. So here is the thing. This is kind of like where it builds up to is this. When we have insomnia and use earplugs, we're actually trying to block the fear. The fear that comes with worrying that sound will keep us awake. The thing we're trying to get away from, escape from, the thing that bothers us that we don't want to have is fear or anxiety, is an uncomfortable emotion. That is what we actually are trying to block when we use earplugs. And we can illustrate by sort of this thought experiment. And it's something that happens very often. It happened to Joe, the, the, the guest on the channel that I mentioned earlier. We can successfully sometimes block sound so we don't have the sound again and then be in a state where we go like okay i don't hear the sound but what if it comes back what if this method i have to blocking the sound no longer works we see the sound is gone but the fear is still there and we still struggle right so this shows us again the difference between insomnia and sleep disruption and how we cannot actually you know we we, we cannot use any kind of method like this like a tangible method to block out an emotion and, and on the flip side, we can, you know, another proof of concept here is that we can actually sleep well in a noisy environment and feel refreshed. Even if we have some sleep disruption, but we don't think this is strange or unusual, we're like, yeah, of course I, I didn't sleep as well as I would if there wasn't this disruption, but we don't think it's strange or unusual. We don't react to it. We can feel pretty well. And uh, going to, towards this, this, I just said sunglasses here. I don't know why I changed it from sunglasses to sleep mask, but it doesn't matter. Uh, when we have insomnia and use something to block out light with, we're trying to block actually the fear that comes with worrying that light will keep us awake. What we're again trying to block out is it may look like us 
it may look to us as very simple. I just want to block out the, the light so I can sleep. But what we're actually trying to escape is not light. It's the fear that comes with worrying that, oh, what if this light can, keeps me awake? The fear, uh, the fear of being awake and the effort that, uh, of trying to get away from it is actually what sustains our struggles. And the thing is that emotions, emotions are actually amplified by our attempts of blocking them. Emotions are one way that uh, our brain communicates with us, sends us these signals, if you will. And it's just like when you try to communicate with a friend, the more you're, you have something important to say and, and they're like not, not getting the message, the more you're like, hey, I love you. You're my friend. I want you to hear this. You, you try even harder. You amplify your communication with them. Same thing happens in, inside us. So when we're trying to block emotions, they actually be, become amplified and sustained which leads to the third and final part here, which is unblocking and sleeping well. What do I mean by unblocking? Well, it's really about no longer attempting to block emotions, to be willing to experience emotions, to be willing to feel them, have them, you know, sense them, if you will. That is unblocking. And that really leads to sleeping well, because when we're not, when we have, when we're no longer try, trying to block the fear, then the message is received. Automatically, the brain sees no reason to warn us again and again. Things become more peaceful and we sleep well. So in summer here, we can we can see that we can sleep peacefully with earplugs or without earplugs. We can sleep peacefully. We can sleep well with a sleep mask, without a sleep mask. That is really not what matters. Of course, if there's some sleep disruption coming from sound and light, you know, there's absolutely no problem using an earplug and uh, and light. We can we can we can block those you know we can block sound and light and that can help with sleep disruption but when we know that there's an emotional component when we know that we're scared we're worried we, we you know we're thinking a lot about this you know there's an emotional component it's not about the sound and light it's about the emotions that come from our thinking from the way we're thinking about the sound and light what we worry that it will do to us etc so yeah those are my thoughts on earplugs and sleep masks and the same really applies to the you know, blue blocking uh, lenses and things of that nature uh, really consider like what am i trying to block here and if you're, you're seeing that oh, i'm trying to block an emotion then you know that unblocking is really the, the path that leads to where you want to be we will conclude there as always let me know in the comment section what you thought about this and if you are actually finding your way to where we want to be to that place of peaceful sleep and peace of mind let us know share it with us that always gives so much hope and inspiration and it is a wonderful thing to hear on the flip side things are tricky uh, people around you are not really understanding what you're going through. You may not have somebody easily available that you can share your journey with, that you can talk to, that gives you meaningful answers. Then head over to thesleepcoachschool.com. Check out our coaching options. And if you'd uh, like to join any of our programs, we look forward very much to seeing you on the other side. That said, we'll conclude here for today. Look forward to seeing you really soon. Until then, bye-bye.